today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. I've been doing that for a couple of years. And you know what? We got hit hard as teachers. We really did. Last March was insane. Um, I literally had a meeting on a Friday with my principal. And she said, you know what, guys? We might be going virtual. You know, obviously, everyone's in this weird time. And I want to give you a warning. But, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, I want to give you a warning. Literally, a couple hours later, we get an email. We're going fully virtual. Figure it out. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me. Like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Welcome back to another episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Guys, I'm so excited for today. I hinted at this in the last episode. As you know, we have been talking all about success and what it really means to be successful and what you need to be successful. And a couple of episodes ago, we heard from Rachel D'Alto, who was talking about enoughness and, and the real internal way to measure success. And it turned into a whole thing. And I'm so excited today to have a friend. Guys, you're going to hear me say Clubhouse like 80 million times right on this podcast, but a friend that I've met from Clubhouse who is joining today for this live coaching episode where I, I'm going to take her through some of the things that we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 70, go back, listen to the episode and and work through some of those seven, seven things, right? Do your own little notes and then come back here and follow along with what we're going to be talking about because we're going to talk about, you know, what it really takes to be successful. Uh, that also includes a strategy, but it's kind of that unexpected path to success as well. So, Larissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Rita. I'm excited to do this with you today. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you? So we're talking about your business, Active Kids, but I'd love for people to know, um, you know who you are, why Active Kids came to be so they understand what we're talking about here today. Yeah, sure. So I have a extremely... Um, huge sporting background and I grew up playing sports. I have a uh, very competitive athletic family that I grew up in. And um, I played basketball actually from probably the age of four or five. And I literally thought I was going to be the first girl in the NBA. (laughs) So no, that did not happen. But I ended up picking up volleyball along the way. Um, Ninth grade, which is super late for any, any real um, athlete, but I picked it up along the way and I ended up playing in high school. And then I ended up getting um, a full scholarship to a university down in South Florida called Lynn University. And then after um, my four years there, I went on to play professional beach volleyball and I got to tour um, around the country internationally um, doing a sport that I love. Um, At the same time, um, my background is also in communications and film and broadcasting. So I was producing and hosting my own TV show, doing commercials, doing TV shows, 
um, acting in TV shows as well. So I, I'm a, I am a creative and um, a sporty. So <laughs> that usually doesn't come in, come in one, but here I am, right? So active kids. So I have two kids right now of my own five and six year old, and I have number three on the way. So I am due in June. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So I wanted to make sure the first couple of years of my children's lives that I was there. And I would, I obviously, um, as a mommy wanted to make them priority. So I stayed home with them for a couple of years. I also had a volleyball academy that I was running, but once they got to the school age, I, said, okay, now it's time for them to go to school and it's time for me to get back in the, you know, in the workforce full time. So what I did was combine my passion of, you know, athletics, sports and uh, mentoring kids. So I went, I went to coaching high school. So I am the fitness, uh, personal fitness instructor, as well as volleyball coach. So I've been doing that for a couple of years and you know what? we got hit hard as teachers. We really did. Last March was insane. Um, I literally had a meeting on a Friday with my principal and she said, you know what, guys, we might be going virtual. You know, obviously everyone's in this weird time and I want to give you a warning, but you know, it's probably not going to happen, but you know, I want to give you a warning. Literally a couple hours later, we get an email. We're going fully virtual, figure it out. So, wow. <laughs> so here I am like, what? So what do I do? <laughs> I sit at my kitchen table and I write some stuff down. Like, how am I going to do personal fitness with my kids virtually? Like, how is this going to work? What does this look like? Um, when I'm in, you know, my sessions with them, I am super structured. We're learning, we're having fun. I do everything with them. And I said, how am I going to do this virtually? So I write down a whole bunch of stuff, you know, Monday, maybe they'll run a mile and tell me the time Tuesday, we'll do this Wednesday, we'll do this. Then I looked at the paper and I said, okay, this is horrible. Like my kids are going to hate it and say, coach, like, what are you doing? This is boring. So I crumpled it up and then I decided, okay, let me um, do something, you know, different and creative. And I have a home gym. My husband built me a home gym in our home. And I'll just press play. I'll go there and I'll record it and I'll stream it live and they'll do it with me like we're in class. It might work. It might not work. You know, we'll (laughs) see. Right. We'll see. We'll have to try it and see. And that's what I did. So Monday morning I um, went live and I streamed uh, the workouts on YouTube and a friend of mine said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm streaming it on YouTube. Can she said, can my um, students join? I said, yeah. And then I ended up putting it in a PE forum because I said, if other people are struggling, like I was struggling coming up with ideas, you know, they would probably get some benefit from their kids going on too. So literally that first day I start warming up. I have about 75 kids, so I should see 75 live people on this thing. Right. So I start the warm up, and it's like 15 kids. I'm like, okay, you guys like pick it up. Let's go. And yeah. then um literally after that, after the warm-up, the numbers just skyrocketed to fifty, a hundred, five hundred, a thousand. It got up to seven thousand in my first day. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So definitely a need. Definitely. Yeah. So now, you know, 
the world is kind of pivoting again, right? Like things are changing again. Things are. So uh, what are your current visions? Like for like, if I were to say for the next six months, right, the next six to 12 months, what is it that you really want to have happen for active kids? Yeah. So after I did those workouts for um, a couple of months, it was literally just cardio and strength sessions. And I got the messages from people all over the world saying, you know, we love this. You can't stop. And that's really when Active Kids 2.0 was born. And that's when I started bringing in those specialty classes. So now we offer all, you know, everything that you can think of, karate, boxing, jazz, dance, uh, sports now, nutrition, all that good stuff. So we have all of that on the platform. Um, literally, so right now, what I see for Active Kids is even more programs being added, coaches being added. Um, just a lot of fresh ideas. And um, I really get those ideas from the kids. The kids really have a, um, a say in, you know, what's going on, which is really, really cool because, you know, when do they ever get a, you know, a say exactly. there? Uh, so, um, so yeah, we, we grow organically. So the next six to 12 months will be added classes. Um, I am working on a new platform for, the website as well to make it even more engaging for um, the schools, the teachers, the preschools that we work with, the homeschool families that we work with too. Incredible. So, it, okay. So the way that I I talk about success is like envision a world map. Okay. So envision a map of the world, and every continent is like a different thing that represents different types of success for you. What continent are we visiting first, right? So the example I gave in the last episode, which has not aired yet, so I'm going to share it, is um, is like pretend seven figures is the first stop. Well, if I was running a seven figure business and I would have the resources that I would need to have the team that I would need and to do the things I need to do. So I really want to hit seven figures in my business. It could be, I really want to be a sought after professional speaker. It could be, I really want to be traveling the world on media, on the media circuit and being on the news. Like when you think of that really bigger kind of strategic, longer term vision, right. For what you want to ha- to achieve, what pops to your head? What is that first like big destination? Yeah. The first big destination is definitely seven figures. Okay. Um, and- yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was like, yep. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. You're like, that's it. <laughs> seven figure business. Got it. All right, cool. So obviously seven figures, I, I say, you know, it doesn't have to take a long time necessarily to get there, but it's a destination. Like we're, we're traveling to a destination. So then what do you think the first stop is? If we were pretending like we were taking a, a trip, right? Like the first stop to seven figures for some people, maybe, well, I just need to get fully booked with a waiting list. For others, it's like, I just need to have a six figure year. For others, it could be, I need to publish my book or I just need to get, you know, my first, you know, three paid speaking engagements or something like that. So when you really stop and you think, okay, I'm on my way to seven figures, what would I like to say that first stop is that if it's, segmented into a little into a journey where we stop here, we stop here, we stop here, we're seven figures. What is that first stop for you? So for me is yes, I book speaking engagements as well. And that is the top, top um, level to my ascension model. So I've been booking pretty well. But yeah, I need probably about about seven to eight more to get me where I want to be. Okay. So speaking engagements is kind of, and, and for everyone listening, right, I always say when there are multiple things that you can do, 
to hit because there are multiple ways that you can get to seven figures, right? And people will try them all and they'll try them all at the same time. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> also, that's not going to work. But, um, <laughs> right, like, you just can't. You can't do everything and do it, do it well. But the the way to pick the thing would be kind of like what you implied. And that's why I'm going to pull it out and, and share it with my audience, which is what's the domino that the, by by like hitting that domino makes all the other dominoes fall over really easy, right? So what's the thing that by doing it makes everything else easier? And for for people who you're speaking as part of their business model, when you go and you speak in front of conferences, groups, associations, it makes getting the clients easier because now they know, like, and trust you. They've heard you speak. They're in the audience, right? They're getting to interact with you. Sometimes you're talking to many, right? One to many. And then that makes it easy to, you know, sign the clients that you need or get the things that you need or the partners that you need, which makes everything else easier, right? It makes like selling easier. It makes getting connections easier, finding clients. So speaking would be the thing in this situation, right? Is that correct? That makes everything else kind of easier for you. Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. So what have you been doing to get speaking engagements so far? Where have they come from and how have you found them? So literally it's come organically. Um, not any, we haven't done any paid ads for active kids at all. So this is me networking with other companies that are kid focused um, and, you know, empowerment focused, even other companies that are um, STEM, you know, like, you know, the STEM, uh, STEM companies and, uh, tech companies, but geared towards kids. Um, I've been doing some great collaborations with companies like that. And that's really, you know, grown, grown us organically. And then it's, you know, how about, you know, I'm doing this conference or I'm doing this summit or I'm doing this podcast. Um, I would love to have you on because you would add value, you know, to our audience, those type of things. Okay. So mainly when you've been looking for speaking engagements, you've been uh, contacting, would it be uh, fair to say mainly just individual companies or have you gone really full out in like associations, organizations, like conferences and events to find speaking engagements? Or are you doing more your companies that tailor to kids? Can I network with you? But for the speaking, I'm trying to figure out like where, where are you speak? How do they have you speaking? Are you coming in and doing lunch and learns? Or are you just tell me a little bit about that? Does that make sense? Yeah, a, a little. So yeah, it's definitely just companies that have um, the same audience that I would have. So if, yeah, if they have, um, you know, a company for kids, then I would approach them and we would do some kind of cross collaboration. Okay. Cross collaboration. Okay. That's slightly different for me than speaking, right? When I picture speaking, I picture, let's say that there's, I'm going to make this up, but I bet you if you Google it, it could exist, which is like <laughs> the association, the National Association of Active Children or something like that, right? Like the, yeah. the National Association of Children Who Love Sports or something like that. And then- you would approach that organization and ask if you could speak to local chapters or you would approach that organization and ask if you could speak to their national membership or you would uh, so that you could get in front of their uh, that audience. Right. Which in this case would be active kids. But let's say that there's like 
the National Association of Education. That that's real. My sister, there's uh, my sister worked for it. Oh my gosh, Holly, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. The National <laughs> Association of like Physical Education and Dance or something like that, right? Like that's a real association, and they have local chapters all over the world, and they have like lunch and learn meetings that they need speakers for, and they have national yeah. conferences that they need. So, have you done any of that, like getting into the associations, like to get in front of? In- okay, cool. All right, cool. Um, and so you're just like what googling to find this and getting some referrals from people into like one opportunity into the next opportunity into the next pretty yeah pretty pretty much googling and then um networking with my you know fellow colleagues and they saying oh reach out to this person reach out to this person okay and when you're speaking so i i get that when you're going to the companies you're ending up that's more like networking to me and you're just doing a like a joint workshop or a joint event or a joint something that is creating that collaboration when you're speaking to like an association or a local chapter of a group or something, what is your call to action usually at the end of that? Like who is your main audience? And after you speak, you tell them to do, to do what, to continue the relationship with you. So how do you capture that audience and keep them like moving into your world? Yeah. So it definitely depends. Um, I do some speaking engagements with, well, most of them are with schools. So elementary, middle school, and high school. So, and it depends what the school's needs are. Um, If they want it to be, you know, um, something towards, you know, physical fitness, then I would, you know, bring on, bring about my professional beach volleyball experience turned, you know, active kids 2.0, staying healthy type of thing. And then once, you know, once I do do that speaking engagement, they are now an active school. So, which in turn, you know, turns into a client as well. Okay. All right, cool. Um, and I ask that, and I, I say this to you because I, I get a lot of you guys out there saying, hey, I want to speak to grow my business. And what I find is that you're going in front of groups and you're speaking, but you're not bringing them into your world in terms of being able to continue to nurture the relationship. So like, if let's say it's the director of human resources at a company, who's the one who would normally pay you and hire you and bring you in to do things, then like, how are you going to speak to an entire group of human resource directors, right? And how are you talking to them? And then when you do, how are you getting them on your newsletter list? Or how are you getting them to come in so you can continue to nurture that relationship so that if they don't hire or pay you right now, they'll hire and pay you in the future because they keep reading what you're doing and they keep reading your accomplishments, right? So school, while while you're going in and talking to schools, that's incredible. And that's definitely something you should keep doing. But I would also like challenge you a little bit to think about who are the people at the schools who are calling me in, who are bringing me in and who are the ones who decide, yes, we want to to pay and be like a client of Larissa, right? And of active kids. And we want to give money to this and we want to do this. Um, if if the schools are the ones that that pay you, is it the schools pay you or is it that the kids pay you? Let me ask. I'd the like schools. The I mean, obviously the kids are. Maybe, <laughs> well, maybe they like save their lunch money or something and say, I want to give it to Larissa. OK, cool. So there's a person, right? A decision maker at that school. The school is a thing, but there's a decision maker. And I guarantee that that decision maker also is part of a national association or organization or something for those people. So like there's the the Society of Human Resource Managers, which 
compile, you know, gathers human resource managers from all over. There's probably the the National Association of, you know, COOs or CFOs or CMOs or like, you know, educator, the National Association of Higher Education Administrators or something like that. Like you want to find those places yeah. too and start targeting them, right? So like thinking who is that person and where do they gather together in mass so that I can go find them, right? So what what I want you to do, and we're just going to take a minute here, but this is like some work for you to do outside of the podcast. The next step in like this seven, you know, you know me, you guys know I hate like frameworks and seven steps for success, but like this is the seven things to do, right? To like figure out success. So number one for everybody is, was I asked what the big destination was. And number two, what's the first stop? Because you have to know what's that, what's the first place I'm really going all in on and trying to get to. And then the next thing would be to really take like 30 minutes and brainstorm every idea that you could have to make that happen. So if your first stop is to have, you know, let's even up it to 10, like 10 more speaking engagements signed, right? Like that's my my first stop. Then it's okay. When would I like to have that accomplished by 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, nine months? Like when would I like to have these additional um, speaking engagements like sign sealed <laughs> delivered by and that'll give you your time frame but then it's like well what am i going to do in that time frame and so for like a 30 minute um brainstorming session would be here's everything i could do i could follow up with every single place that i've ever spoken before and asked if they have a referral to someone who you know who i could speak to i could uh the person who hired me the school the school who hired me i could ask i could ask them who was a decision maker that pulled the trigger on that and decided to hire me and then i could go to them and say what networking groups are you in can you get me in to speak like do you know other people like you do you know other people who do what you do i could go to linkedin and search the title of you know whatever the title is of that person uh, who would be the decision maker to first bring me in and I could like send them emails. I could use students that like it's just like a 30 minute brainstorming session of like, what are all the things that I could do, even if they sound ridiculous, guys, like in the last episode, I said, even if it comes to your mind, like I could tap dance on the side of the road holding a sign saying, <laughs> like, hey, I speak right to schools <laughs> like um, d- write it down. Don't filter it because you can come back afterwards and cross off anything that just doesn't make sense. And it's kind of ludicrous or whatever. So what are some of the things that come up for you? If I said, cool, you want like 10 speaking engagements, Laura said, great, go get them. I want you to go get them next week. Right. Like. I know people are like, well, Rita, that's why I'm talking to you. But really, it's it's in there somewhere. So like if you had to, if there was like a you would lose everything if you didn't get 10 speaking engagements signed by like the end of next week, what are some things that you would do? I would definitely go into um, my contact list and really think about, you know, who who these people, obviously I've worked with them before, but who they can connect me to. And I've done that before and it, and it has been successful. So I think that would be number one for me. Yeah. What else? I want you to kind of keep spitballing. Okay. Like, sure. like what else? Like just crazy stuff. Like what else is like, I could approach this. I yeah. Look at that. So I recently got nominated for, um, physical educator of the year, uh, through shape which is a foundation organization and it's physical educators um, around the country. And that's someone that I can definitely reach out to for speaking engagements because she's connected to all of the schools. (laughs) Well, there you go. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right. Like it's like you could also look in your network and see who is connected to a school in any way. Right. Who would give you like a warm introduction up to the person there. Uh, You could look in, um, you could look for, I, again, I, I I would add to your list, right, going to the, there's the National Association of Executives, 
Um, but there's also the National Association of Association, <laughs> the National Association of Associations that like you can go and like all the association executives like go like obviously they gather together in a national association so they can learn about their industry and learn about their profession and learn about their. So I think finding those places that, that gather the people uh, who would be the decision makers are going to be a lot, right? Like also the National Association of, of Phys- Holly, I'm so sorry if I'm getting this wrong. Physical Education, Dance, and and something like that. Um, AFER, oh, the Amer- AFER, American Physical Health and Education Association or something. And, and dance, yes, or something like that. I know. Right? Talk- yes, okay. yes. All right, there you go. My sister worked there. She doesn't work there anymore, <laughs> thank goodness, but she worked there. Um, but like going there and saying, hey, we're, you know, like looking at their local chapters, like emailing some people, like doing that, right? Like really thinking about that. So that's something to do like outside of this podcast is really set a timer for 30 minutes and brainstorm like all of the things, okay? Um, and then the reason I asked the time frame is I like to think of, uh, like I'm obviously doing a whole travel analogy here, guys. Think of it like a punch card, right? Like if you have 60 days to get to this first stop, then you need to be punching the card every day for 60 days. And your action that you take, right, is going to be a punch. And so you have to like look at the actions that you're taking and go, okay, like if it's 60 days away, your first punch might be, okay, I'm going to go research some things and find some people and email out two people. But now let's say that we're 40 days in. And you have 20 days and you're like, I've only signed like three speaking engagements and I still have seven more to sign. Now your punches have to be bigger, bolder actions, right? So like when you're looking at the time frame and you know, I've given myself X number of days to do this and I have to take an action every single day to advance towards this thing, it will really make you start thinking, am I only taking like really small steps and small actions and I'm not really doing anything that big and bold? Because as you draw closer to that date and you haven't yet hit that first stop, you're going to say, well, I have to get to the first stop or I'm be stranded in the middle of nowhere. So now I'm going to have to do bigger things, crazier things, take like bigger, bolder actions and like put myself out there in bigger ways. And it really helps you gauge like, okay, I see why I haven't really been reaching goals as quickly as I want. I've been doing a lot of things, but they move the needle forward 1%, 1%, right? And this gives you that visualization of, okay, I've been moving at 1% for the first 30 days. Now I'm going to have to move the needle every day, like 35% every day or whatever to get to this thing. So what are those bigger things? And that's going to be, well, I need to like really go and pitch you know, some huge thing, or I'm going to, instead of playing it safe, which our brain like kind of does, which is like, I'll just reach out to some networking people and say, Hey, who do you know who I should know? And like, that's, that's not easy necessarily for everyone. I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to do, but it's, it's not, you know, I'm going to pitch myself to the news and see if I can get online and like, or I'm going to, you know, like go and see if I can get published in some big publication in the next whatever, or I'm going to go to the top, top podcaster in this space and, and say, this is why you have to have me on your podcast, those are the things we tend to hold off on, right? And like, don't put first. So that I'd be interested after you're done, and I hope you'll share it with me, what your list is, and we'll kind of prioritize it and organize it and make sure that we're really moving the needle forward in a way that will get you to that goal, right? In the time frame that you've kind of given yourself to get to that goal. And that's like the external piece of success. So the next piece of it is, is to move over to like the other side, the internal side for a minute, which is how will you feel once you've gotten it, like once you've signed 10 engagements, let's say, and you know, you've got your speaking engagements and you, you know, inside, like internally, what's going to flow from these speaking engagements. How will that make you feel? Accomplished. <laughs> accomplished? <laughs> Maj- yeah, majorly accomplished. 
what else will it make you feel? Like some people say things like, okay, well, I'll feel excited or I'll feel secure or I'll feel joyous or I'll feel like, um, you know, I'll feel connected or I'll feel, is there any other feeling that comes up for you? Yeah, definitely excitement, just joy. It's joy because joy. I, yeah, because I know the, the end result, the reward at the end of it. You know what I mean? So pure joy. Yeah. I love that. A hundred percent pure joy. Cool. So then what I have my clients do is say, cool. So we need to start every single day doing something that allows you to feel pure joy right now, right? Because only it, it's a, that energetic match idea, like attracts like, right? Things that aren't pure joy aren't going to attract other things that are pure joy, right? Like pure joy, let's pretend it's like on this top like energy level and we're like anywhere below it we'll be missing it, right? Like pure joy, we'll just keep missing us. We have to be pure joy in order to smack into into pure joy. So the way that we do that is say, well, what are things that I can do right now that make me feel joyous or that, that create that same feeling? So for me, and I shared this actually, joy was my example in the last episode. I said, you know, like, what makes me feel joyous is fresh flowers. I feel joyous every time I have fresh flowers around. So one thing I could do would be to go buy some fresh flowers and put them all over my house. I feel joyous when I like dance to a song I love or something. So I need to, it's like brainstorming a list of how can you allow yourself to feel joyful, to feel excitement, to feel accomplished right now, today. Does that make sense, Larissa? Yes, it does. What are some things that come up for you there? Um, Definitely laughing with my kids, telling jokes, being out. It's, it's a lot of stuff with my kids, yeah, <laughs> being outside awesome. with my kids. That's yeah. Pure joy. Hanging out yep. with my mom, pure joy, listening to really good music in my kitchen, cooking dinner and dancing while I'm cooking. Yeah. So joy. that's the, that's the energetic level I want you to stay in. So now one of your main goals before the strategy, before the marketing is before any of that, one of your main goals is Okay, cool. I have to, this is my mission. I have to just stay in pure joy every single day because that's the only way I'm going to attract things that will bring me pure joy. And at the end of the day, these speaking engagements, that's what you're trying to attract with it is pure joy. So you have to be in that state in order to attract that thing. So that's like step three, right? And then thing four is, okay, cool. Like, well, um, that was step four. Step five is, how do you set, let's set the intention behind the goal. So this is another little mental piece, right? Because the power of reaching this goal of, let's say, 10 speaking engagements, that first stop is in the decision. You have to decide that it's a done deal, right? And that you're going to work it until it works. It's not how will I get it to work? It's that it can't not work because I'm going to work it until it works. Like I'm not stopping until I have 10 speaking engagements and and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get these speaking engagements. And so it will work because I'm just working it until it works. Like I'm not giving up because it hasn't worked by 60 day mark or I'm not giving up because it does. It feels like it's going hard. It's like, no, no, no. I'm working it until it works. That's why it works, right? That's the right. only reason, guys, things work because you decide to work it until it works. But here's the statement I want you to complete. So my decision statement is it's completely and totally inevitable. Right? It's completely and totally inevitable that I sign 10 speaking engagements within whatever your time frame was that you gave it, right? So it's completely and totally inevitable that I sign 10 speaking engagements within X days, right? Um, and I do it while dot, dot, dot. So here's what I mean by this. When we reach a goal, we often think, okay, now here's what's going to be true for me once I reach the goal. So like, for example, with seven figures, the big picture does, in fact, what I would love is instead of doing this decision statement for the the first stop, right? The 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 speaking engagements. Let's do it for the seven figures for you. So it's like 
it's completely and totally inevitable that I have a seven-figure business. Like, that's a done deal. It's completely and totally inevitable, right? And I do it while I run the seven-figure business while what? What do you want to be true? When people think, I'm going to run a seven-figure business, here's what's true in my life. I'm traveling. I'm spending more time with my kids. I'm, you know, I'm I'm prioritizing my health. I'm able to hang out with my friends more. Once I have seven figures in my business, right, then I'm able to do these things. So for you, what comes up there? Like, once I have seven figures in my business, then I'm able to what? Right. I'm able to work from home and stay with my newborn and not have to go back to work. (laughs) That's a huge one. Yeah. So spend time. So spend time with family. Right. There's also like kind of like that location freedom. You can work from wherever you want. Right. Yeah. The reason you want to do that is you're working in places that light you up. Right. So you're working in environments that light you up. Right. What else are you doing like for your life? Like so my just to give you mine, mine are like I can completely and totally inevitable guys that I'm going to have a seven figure business. Right. And I do it while prioritizing my health cultivating relationships and having fun, like totally having just the most fun ever connected to my family, to my friends, to my clients, because I have all this time to like go really, really deep in my relationships. And I'm completely prioritizing my health, eating well, sleeping well, have maids, have like, you know, have uh, have uh, well housekeeping, have chefs, have like whatever, because my health is going to be like incredible and amazing, right? Like that's what's happening for me. So for you, we have like, I'm definitely spending tons of time with my family. I'm working in environments and locations that light me up. Is there anything else that comes up for you? Yeah, absolutely. Staying healthy um, mentally and physically and doing that, you know, with my family is so important. Um, We travel a lot as well. And having that freedom to just travel is very, very um, important. Um, And living in the moment is... It's, it's what I preach. And when I'm doing that, I am at my, you know, my most authentic self, I feel. Tell me about that a little bit. What is that like in a tangible way? What does that mean living in the moment? Because that can mean a million different things to a million different people. So I want to know for you, like, what's a tangible representation of that? Is whatever I'm doing in that moment, I am not thinking about anything else. And it is just that. So fully present, like fully really being present. Fully present. Okay. So then what I do is that decision statement, right, becomes it's completely and totally inevitable that I run a seven-figure business and I do it while prioritizing my family, working from environments that light me up, prioritizing my mental and physical health. So you can just say prioritizing my health because that, you know, but both. So like, you know, uh, cultivating deep relationships with my family, working from locations that light me up, prioritizing my health and staying fully present, right? Staying fully present, living in the moment. So now your goal, like the next thing. So now we know every day you need to do something that allows you to feel joyous, right? Your next goal is to say, okay, what is one thing I can do every morning? Ask yourself, what's one thing I can do today to prioritize my family? What is one thing I can do today to prioritize my health? What is one thing I can do today to work from an environment that lights me up? What is one thing I can do today to be fully present and live in the moment, right? Because the experience, you guys know, for those of you who listen to my podcast, like you're like, Rita, stop with this quote. I'm never stopping with this quote, which is the process of getting there is the experience being there. So if you want something to be true, once you've reached a destination or a goal, the process of getting there has to include it. 
Otherwise, it won't be your experience, which is why a lot of you out there are like, well, once I'm making six figures, then I can have more time with my family. Then I can work less. Then I can travel. But what happens is the process of hitting six figures is dependent on you not traveling and not spending time with your family and not doing that. And so all of a sudden you hit six figures and you're like, why doesn't it feel like I'm able to take time off with my family? Why doesn't it feel like I'm able to do these things? Well, because you built the entire process that is dependent on you not doing those things, which is why you ran six figures, you hit six figures. So we want to make sure that your process includes these things as the most important piece of your business model, right? So you could answer this in any kind of way. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Like when I say I want to prioritize my health every day, it's like, what's in alignment with my time and money situation today or my time and energy situation today? So it could be, all right, like today I'm just going to drink in glasses of water or maybe I'm going to get seven hours of sleep or maybe I'm just going to like text my therapist and say, hey, we probably should talk or I'm going to, um, you know, do whatever. It doesn't have to be big. It's just what's one thing I can do. It's like I'm going to hug my kid or, you know, work in an environment that lights me up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like put a photo that makes me happy in front of me while I work. It doesn't have to be a big thing. The idea is you need to be doing these things every day because that's the reality of what you want to have happen on the other end of this. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. People are like, Rita, no, where's the marketing strategy? Guys, I promise, like, that, that, that comes, but that's 5% of what brings you to success. It's all of this other stuff that gets you there because you're in the energy level, you're in the mental state, you're in that place to make great decisions and do great things, and your energy gets mirrored back by people. And so when you're approaching these networking opportunities, when you're reaching out for speaking, you need to be in the energy that you want to be in because that's who's going to be attracted to you. If you're in a different energy, people aren't going to want to connect with you or connect with you for the ways you want them to or in the way. So this is like some of the most important stuff, right? So then the final little woo-woo piece of this, Larissa, and we'll get back to strategy for a minute, is the becoming part. So now what we've done is we've kind of externally gotten clear around where you want to go. And then we're like, all right, we know a goal is really nothing more than trying to get to a feeling. So we've identified what the feeling is and we understand that, okay, now I need to be that feeling to attract more things that will bring me that feeling. And now it's, I've decided this is completely into, and that's my, I say that every day. It's completely and totally inevitable that I make seven figures in my business. I don't know when, and I don't know how, but I know it's coming and I do it while prioritizing all of the stuff, right? And the, the don't know when and don't know how becomes important because could it be from the strategy we're going to create? Could it be from the steps that you're taking? Sure. Could it also be that you randomly go outside and somebody's like, I would love to invest multiple seven figures in your business, Larissa. Here you go. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Totally open and available for that. Right. Like, so the point being, sometimes we get too attached to our plan. And when we see that our plan isn't working, then we, we really go, oh, it's not working. Like me hitting seven figures is not working. And we stop and we change strategy and we hop and we do things and we never get to. So the idea is my only job is to show up as a person that makes seven figures in their business, right? Like, and I'm not looking for evidence that my strategy is actually working. I just believe it's working and it's going to work. It could work in a completely different way than I anticipate. And that's okay. Right. But my job, once I have this, like, and the strategy comes from this piece, who do I have to be to be the person that makes seven figures in my business? Who do I have to be in order to get 10 speaking engagements? And let's pretend you said 90 days or something like that. Who do I have to be in order to have all the clients I want and, and sign people with ease? Like what kind of person do I have to become? So that becomes things like, 
I'm a person who gets visible every day. I'm a person who proactively reaches out and invites people to work with me. I'm a person who, you know, like uh, pitches the the media with my message like every single day. I'm a person who honors my time boundaries. I'm a person who, uh, who whatever. So like when you're looking at these things around like, okay, I want to make seven figures and I want to make seven figures while seeing my family and prioritizing them and taking care of my health and being fully present. And, and I want to do this, you know, I want to get speaking engagements and I, and I want all of these things to flow from it. So what kind of person, Larissa, do you have to be in order to be the person who would achieve these goals, to be the person who would achieve these things? Tell me a little bit about Larissa. I am a person who, what needs to be true for you? Right. So I'm a person who needs to be outgoing a risk taker, a, a go getter. Yeah. To make those things true for me. I, yes, I can't be afraid to use my voice and to, uh, yeah, tell people who I am and what I do and why I'm doing it because I have a bigger purpose. Yeah. So it could be, I'm a person who shares my message daily, right? I'm a person who makes new connections every single day. I am a person who uh, goes outside of my comfort zone daily. I am a person who, right, like asks for for what I want, proactively invites people to work with me, um, you know, pitches with ease or something like that. I'm a person who, so I want you to spend a little more time working on that too outside of the podcast, but you start seeing that's my strategy, right? Like, and, and especially when it becomes like to spend time with my family, I do it while prioritizing. So then to do that, you have to be a person who honors your time boundaries, meaning you have to have time boundaries, meaning you have to have time blocks, meaning you have to be, you know, like, so I'm a person who honors my time boundaries really becomes I'm a person who has like a structured schedule and I honor the time blocks that I've given myself. And I, have, I if you're a person who's present, it means I stay fully focused on the task at hand and I don't get distracted. I don't get pulled outside of my time blocks, right? Like, so these bigger things of I am a person who every day you look at that and say, how do I live this out today? How am I this person? If I'm a person who, you know, makes new connections every day, what am I doing today to make a new connection? If I'm right. a person who asks for what I want, what am I asking for today? If I'm a person who takes risks, right, and gets out of my comfort zone every day, what's something I'm doing today to get out of my comfort zone, right? That becomes your real strategy. It's not what you're doing that really brings you results and goals. Although, yes, guys, I know it's what you're doing. Like, you have to just be like bigger with me here for a minute. It's who you're being, right? Who you're being is what allows you to do the things that you need to do in order to reach the results. So you have to focus more on who you're being and step into that person every day. Because then again, if you are a person who makes seven figures and you're doing the things to make seven figures and you're doing the things that would be the kind... A person who gets 10 speaking engagements, well, they they surround themselves with other speakers. They like really network with other professional speakers and other speakers and say, hey, like, I want to learn all about this craft. And also speakers, guys, if you don't know, most speakers get speaking engagements from other speakers. <laughs> like That's just the way it works. Like the speaking community is tight and we'll be like, oh, hey, you should speak here. Let me give you an introduction here. I spoke over here. Have you been to this conference before? So it's like thinking, OK, that person, a person who who has a fully booked speaking engagement list, like. What are they doing and how are they showing up? And the person who makes seven figures, what are they doing and how are they showing up? 
I have to be that person now before I have those things in order to get those things. So then your only job is showing up as that person. And if you show up as that person, you can't help but like attract, right? All of the things that are going to happen for you. But if we don't focus on who we're being and we're only focusing on what we're doing, then what happens is we're looking for proof that the things that we are doing are working. And the minute that we don't see that instant gratification or like, oh my, we think, oh my gosh, like I did this every day for like two weeks and nobody said that they want me to speak. So maybe this isn't the right strategy. I'm going to bail and hop over to another strategy, right? We never attract the things we want because we're not actually being that person. That person just is like, I don't need evidence that it's going to work. I fully know it's going to work. My job is to show up every day and share my message twice a day. My job is to show up every day and just proactively invite people that I see have a problem that I can solve to work with me. My my job, right, is to like prioritize my family and like hang out with them first and make sure I'm choice. Does, that, does this make sense, Larissa? Absolutely. All right, cool. So what's coming up for you here? Is this something that you've done before, like really worked on the mental piece of the strategy as much or? Yeah, I mean, I think we're really aligned when, I mean, everything that you're you're saying, you know, you have to walk the, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, you have to walk the walk kind of thing. You do. You do. And like, I think that that's a piece that so I, I get it because it feels less tangible and it feels like, Rita, come on. Like, I need money. I need clients. I need it now. <laughs> right. Like, I don't need to be like, what brings me joy every day or like, you know, but really you guys like even with and I use this in the last episode with with health, right. And wellness, when people say, well, I want to lose 25 pounds. I'm like, OK, well, you really want to be healthy. Right. That's what you're really trying to do. You're trying to become a healthy person. And so but then it's like, OK, well, whatever that means to you, losing weight or running a marathon or whatever what kind of person do you have to be to be that person? And it's like, oh, well, to be a healthy person. Okay, well, I'm a person who gets sufficient sleep, drinks plenty of water, eats nutritious food, right? Like um, moves every day. It's like, well, okay, if you're moving every day, drinking plenty of water, getting sufficient sleep, right? Eating nutritious food, you can't help but become this healthy person that loses weight. But if you're focused on losing weight, right, you're not really going to reach that goal as quickly as I need to be the healthy person. Because if I'm not a healthy person, there's no way I can lose weight, right? So you have to focus on like being that person. And so that's a piece that I really want you to to work on too. And one thing that um, I told Larissa guys that I'm going to tell you is that, you know, because Larissa is so graciously being life coached and agreed to be life coached through this process and this specific process, what we're going to do is we are going to, um, meet separately outside of this podcast to go over like, so what I want you to do, Larissa, is I want you to think, okay, so um, what are all the things that I would do, like from my point of view, from my brainstorming session to get all the speaking engagements? And then uh, who do I need to be in order, right, the things that you're saying? And then where are there gaps, right? Where are there things where it's like, you might say, well, I need to honor my time boundaries, but then you're like going, but the reality is, I don't really have a structured schedule. And I don't know when I'm doing what. And I'm kind of loosey-goosey. So I want you to bring back to me, okay, Rita, here are all of the actions. And then here's the person I need to be in order to take these actions and achieve these things. And here's where I feel like I need help. I feel like I need help with like how I'm spending my time. Or I feel like I I brainstormed these actions, but I feel like they're not enough. And we're going to find the gaps and we're going to like fill in the gaps, right? But what you can still do every day while you're working on that is all of this mental stuff. That's something you do immediately, right? Because success, guys, is internal. Success, if you measure success externally by what you've achieved and accomplished, by how many clients you've signed, by how many opportunities you've gotten, by the promotion, by the whatever, that's what keeps you chasing goals, right? Like I feel like I have to, because what happens is you never feel like a success. You get to the thing and you don't feel different 
and you're like, okay, I don't feel differently. So I have to get the next thing and I have to get the next thing and I have to get the next thing. But when you define success internally, meaning success is who I'm being, not what I'm doing. Am I showing up as the person that I want to be? Well, then I'm successful. And you're 100% in control of that. It puts you back into that energetic match thing where things that are are that bring you success are attracted to successful people, right? Like if you're down acting like a non-successful person and thinking and your energy and your at, like those successful things aren't going to be attracted to you. So in order to quote unquote be successful, you have to be successful. <laughs> like you have to be successful now in order to attract things that bring you more success. You can't wait to suddenly become successful to attract success, successful things. That's not how it works. So this mental piece is made to immediately make you successful now. And when you step into, well, I'm a success right now because I'm showing up as who I want to be. I'm, you know, what's one thing I can do every day to prioritize my family and prioritize my health and be fully present. I'm living that now and I'm not waiting to feel the way I want to feel. I'm feeling joyous now. I don't have to wait for it. I can live it now. I don't have to wait for this goal to be able to prioritize my health and my family and be in the moment and be fully present. I can do that now. That's success now. And then once we uh, flesh out the I'm a person who, that's something you can do right now. And by doing those things, that's like the system, right? Like to put it into sports, because everybody knows on this podcast, I use analogies for things that I don't do. And so it's great. Um, But it's like a football game, right? Or something where like you can take away the Super Bowl. And if you give them the system to train there and the, you throw a Super Bowl in front of teams, there's going to be a winner, right? Somebody's the team will be able to win the Super Bowl. But if you take away the system and you just give them a Super Bowl, like that's not going to mean anything, right? It can be really difficult. That team might not win the Super Bowl. Like, so it's important to focus not on the end goal, but on the system. And that's what we're doing here with the process, right? We're getting the system. If we could take away the end goal, the seven figures, the 10 speaking engagements, whatever, if you focus on showing up as the person who, right, and living that and being successful now, you can't help but reach success. Does that make sense, Larissa? It does. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So that's what we're going to do. So Larissa, that's your work for me is I want you to spend some time really coming up with the I am a person who statement. And then I want you to really identify. And here's where I feel like I really need some support to become and step into this person. Here's where I feel like, you know, if I'm honest, I'm struggling a little bit here. And then I want you to say, here are all of the things I've brainstormed that I could do to go out and get speaking engagements. And then I can help you flesh that out a little bit. And then we'll like step into that next level. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds perfect. Oh, this has been amazing. Awesome. Cool. I thank you so much for being here. And um, after we do that piece, guys, I'll, I'll do my five minute update with Larissa so you can hear where she is in a couple of weeks and and we can stay in touch like while we while we watch her journey and watch her step into those seven figures. So thank you, Larissa, for being here. I appreciate you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Catch me next week when I have a guest you will love, Mike Alden. He helps you market books so that they get everywhere. We're talking Barnes & Noble. We're talking like the airport. We're talking where you look, you will see your book everywhere you turn. He is incredibly brilliant, and you're going to love everything about getting a book written, published, and out there in hand so that you make an impact in the world. I'll talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. 
In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.